0: you vision as well as sight you would recognize within me not only a man but an institution and the future as well fuck you fuck the institution and fuck the future you cannot fuck the future sir the future fucks you Been. Little happy. Little happy. Little happy. For everything. You're listening to Aerial View worldwide on the internet.
1: voice on the tape and it really put the hook in me. I have
0: broadcast many, many times Shortwave. on both the night program Fox. and the home space. Hey buddy, I've stayed in New Jersey and I don't care who you are. Chris you get out of school. Let's talk. talk. I'm sick of talking. Stop, you get out of here. There's There's clear clear stop stop I know how to talk stop. to people. That's clear as a mother's old man. Shut okay.
1: up. I got this man go on the air, deliver a coded message. Shut up, little
0: man. You're out of your mind. No, I'm not out of my mind. Oh, come on. Now, we're going to listen to what he said on the air. Because all we're dealing with here, after all, is talk show time against a man's life. And I don't see that as any argument. I can see you're really upset about this. It's all right. It's okay. true. Okay. Come on. on. Something to live for. you speak English, son? Do speak English, son? Carlos, getting lace? Chris, stand up and wiggle your hips for us.
1: I know that guy. But we're dull and poor.
0: he's a nihilist. And I'll smash your face! For you, y'all blokos. Let you
1: stop that, huh? You stop? Shut up! Conversation is a two way street. I'm all playing. Get the f out! I'm gonna drive my beer!
0: I don't get you. I don't get your act at all. And I don't think you do either. I don't think you know what you're trying to do or how to go about it. You're stupid. I heard it over the radio. Real stupid. I'm not just talking about one person, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about form. I'm talking about content. I'm talking about interrelationships. I'm talking about God, the devil, hell, heaven. Do you understand? Finally, you will not take me off the air now, over any other Christmas time. I'll pitch my voice wherever I please. I'm a famous radio personality now. Most people today couldn't care less about the radio personalities. I couldn't agree with you more. He's always talking about some radio star that I never heard of. You don't like my stories? You don't have to listen to my program. Listen to the radio. Find out what's going on. Listen to the talk shows, and you will find out what's going on in this country. Oh, man. Radio? Yes, Let's talk radio. It's so boring, man. Okay. okay. The car just committed suicide. Man, shut up, man. I have an idea now. First name, Mr. Middle name, period. Last name, T. I just hope this man realizes that being able to communicate with
1: people all over the world carries a serious responsibility. Come on, baby.
0: Show the man your power, big. Blast him! Give him some of that tone! Oh, Showtime! Show won't you smile while make kiss for this? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience.
1: Very auspicious beginning. <laughs> That's what you call a satellite.
0: They
1: used to bounce messages across the earth. Shows.
0: Everyone in the old world had a Do you think there's still somebody out there? Sending
1: shows? Who knows? Those are the planes of silence.
0: Obvious, isn't it? Foreign substance is introduced into our precious bodily fluids without the knowledge of the individual? Certainly without any choice. That's the way your hardcore Kami worked. You know when fluoridation first began? 1946. How does that coincide with your post-war commie conspiracy, huh? You realize that in addition to fluoridating water were there are studies underway to fluoridate salt, flour, fruit juices? Soup? Sugar? Milk? Ice cream? Ice cream? Children's ice cream?
1: Ah, welcome to Aerial View, the phone-in talk show that's been around in one form or another since 1989. And in 1989, I didn't think about the future at all. I wasn't concerned. I wasn't making plans. I wasn't thinking that the world might end. My world might end. And what the hell is the difference, really? It's me, Chris T. uh, Back for one more week. Who knows? How long this will go on. But uh, today marks 15 days for me in self-quarantine. And uh, I think it was Thursday, March 12th, when I went into self-quarantine. Based on uh, the advice I'd been reading from medical experts, I prefer my advice to come from smart people. People who are smart. Not some of these dopes out there. Some of these stupid people. Some of these... Maroons. There's a lot of assholeism in this country, and there should be something that wipes that out. What will wipe that out? How do we vaccinate ourselves against the stupidity? Is what I want to know. So this country has been getting stupider and stupider and stupider. It's now reached peak stupid, if you ask me. And I hope it smartens up if we come out of this thing. And as of right now, who knows which way this is headed. I was reading today. I should really stop reading. Just stop. Stop looking at the news. Stop listening to the news. The news seeks you out now. The news pops up on your fucking phone. It says, guess what, stupid? This thing isn't over yet. Not over by a long shot. Why, it might be June before we reemerge from this nightmare that we're going through right now, which in my mind, and it's really the only mind that matters, it is my show, it's the one hour every week I get to indulge myself. To my mind, this was avoidable. This whole goddamn mess was avoidable. It could have been avoided. We, we, had, we had done modeling on what would happen to this country if a pandemic were to hit. There was a study done a few years ago. Crimson Contagion. Not Crimson and Clover. That would have been fine. Crimson Contagion where they modeled What would happen if a pandemic were to strike the United States? They had it starting in Chicago. Chicago. I guess because it's the windy city, maybe. I don't know. The number here, by the way, is 760 422 5528. We are live on thehoundnyc.com, where uh, Sunday you can hear hound howls every Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And then uh, following by followed by Crashing the Party with Mark and Miriam, the doo-wop chop shop of the air. This show replays on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and somewhere in between now and Tuesday, it becomes a podcast available wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify or Stitcher or YouTube, and sometimes even SoundCloud. But the the show also has a live line into the studio. 760-I-CALL-AV, 760-422-5528. And uh, Crimson Contagion, the study that they ran, where they modeled what would happen if a pandemic were to hit the United States, it didn't turn out well for us in this thing. It did not turn out well for us. What we're seeing playing out now is what they saw when they ran this exercise. Where uh, there were no uh, hospital beds, there were no ventilators, there was no PPE, personal protective equipment. We were, they could have called it, they could have called this thing, uh... Royally fucked, that would have been a good name for it too. This scenario that they ran. And uh, this was run by the current administration, by their Department of Health and Human Services. uh, From January to August of last year. And then a report came out in October of 2019 that said that it we were underfunded, underprepared, uncoordinated, and that the federal government would not be able to carry on a life-or-death battle with a virus for which no treatment existed. This uh, report, by the way, was marked, quote, not to be disclosed, unquote. Uh, let's do an upside-down update. Why? Uh, what do you say? Join me now over here by the teletype. And the kids are out there are like, What the hell is a teletype? Well, that's the thing they used to get the news on, kids. It clacked away there in the newsroom. Go watch an old episode of Mary Tyler Moore, you'll, you'll see a teletype. Occasionally, Mary runs to the teletype and she, it's spitting out a piece of paper and she rips the paper off, torn from the headlines. See, hot off the wire. But the teletype would spit out the news. You know, like when JFK got it. Remember, kids? That kind of thing. So to me, because I'm an old, the teletype always meant news. News! There's news! I better listen. There are even some uh, news stations in new york that for years had this thing going on in the background you know it wasn't a real teletype right just clacking away in the background with the the news now we get the news on our phone we don't have to wait matter of fact most americans are getting their news i would dare to say most citizens of the world are getting their news from facebook now facebook consistently denying that they're uh a media organization consistently, you know, wriggling away from their responsibilities, just like a certain president, by saying, We're not a media organization. It's, it's nonsense. By the way, I have a Facebook page for this show Facebook.com slash call Back to Crimson Contagion. So, what did they do when they ran this uh, study? They ran this scenario and found out that we were royally fucked if something like this ever went down. Nothing. They did nothing. Matter of fact, uh, they did several things that would actually make it worse rather than better. Because that's what they do, these people. They make things worse. That's what they're good at making things worse. That should have been their campaign slogan instead of whatever the, oh yeah, make America great again. Are we great yet? That's what I want to know. And do you remember when the candidate in 2016 with the Make America Great Again cap asked, quote, what the hell do you have to lose? Unquote. Well, he was pandering to the black vote at the time, but I suppose that could be meant for all of us. What the hell have you got to lose? Your money or your life? Just like the old Jack Benny joke. Your money or your life, or maybe both. It's bad out there, friends. It's real bad. I don't remember this, anything remotely like this in my lifetime, where uh, the specter of death hung around. It's like every morning I shoo it away from the house. Get out of here. Get out of here, you grim reaper. Go uh, have a chess game with Max von Sydow. Oh, that's right. He's dead. Shit. The number here is 760-ICALL-AV. 760-422-5528. And uh, we got an upside-down update going on right now. Hence the teletype noise in the background. And that means news. That's all it means. We're going to go over some, some news. and And... None of it, I hate to say, terribly good. Most of it, matter of fact, bad. Bad news. Uh, And then, oh, after the Upside Down update, here's your look ahead, as they like to say. Uh, Let me tease forward, as they like to say. (laughs) We're going to ask if you're fattening the curve or worrying the weight away. Which one is it? What are your Apocalypse Snacks? Great movie, by the way, if you've ever seen the extended director cut. I love that one uh, when Willard goes out for cheese curls. Apocalypse Snacks. I'm going to talk with a truck driver a little bit later on. Called me out of the blue this week. I'm still friends with some drivers, even though often we don't see eye to eye on certain things, including this president. A lot of truck drivers voted for this president. And it makes me very sad. Not only because of what's happening now, even prior to what was happening now. He's uh, not a friend of a truck driver. He's not a friend of a working man. This rich douchebag from Queens. This human pile of garbage who's uh, driving this country not only into a ditch, but over a cliff. Thelma and Louise style. And, uh... Who's there that could hit the brakes before that happens? That's what I want to know, because he surrounded himself with flunkies and lackeys and lick spittles. And ass kissers and brown noses and incompetents just like him. And uh, why, 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 you ask? Well, because of 77,000 votes in three states and the Electoral College. The Electoral College. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, and people there who stayed home and didn't vote. People there who voted Jill Stein. People there who voted uh, for nobody. They went in and they 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 pulled the lever for nobody. Because Hillary was that bad. See Hillary, so goddamn awful. Hillary, oh the worst. What a horrible woman. Oh. You know, we're we're watching the Hillary documentary on Hulu. I had to talk Sweet Tea into it. Because we've had enough. Everybody has had a belly full of what happened in 2016 and how Hillary went down in flames. And a lot of people are still angry with Hillary. Why weren't you a better candidate? Why didn't you go to those states that I just mentioned and meet with people? Why, 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 why? Well, she had 3 million more popular votes. 3 million more. And I... I got into an argument with uh, somebody who I don't remember, thankfully, on uh, line who kept saying the votes don't matter because they're in California. And I was like, why? Why don't California votes count? I mean, I understood what he meant in that it's the electoral college, but he was trying to make this other point, this other point that somehow California is not the United States or I don't know. I'm so fucking tired of that. I'm so tired of hearing... About the real America, the red states, the real America where the the real people live in the red states. You know, and I don't have to tell you this, but the red states take far more money from the federal government than they give back. That's right. Socialism. New York State, where I worked for a living, routinely sends anywhere from 20 to 25 billion more dollars to the federal government every year than they get back. And now they're being told, suck it. New York. Suck it. You're not getting ventilators. You're not getting hospital beds. Why don't you go out and buy them on the open market? This is end-stage capitalism. This is what happens. And now, the news coming over the transom that uh, just before this show went to air, the largest single stimulus package in history in history history has <laughs> been voted in 2.2 trillion dollars it's it it trips off the tongue doesn't it 2.2 trillion dollars say it with me 2.2 trillion dollars <laughs> ah <sighs> The S&P 500 fell more than 3% as well, coming off of a three-day rally. And uh, the market looks like Linda Blair's head in Ex- in The Exorcist, just swiveling around and around, spewing vomit as it goes. And uh, you watch it all with a sense of amazement, and you, th- and you hope you don't get sucked into the maelstrom. I found myself at one point today out in our garage, where the Instacart fella had shown up. Apparently, these people... Supposedly, these people are going to go on strike on Monday. By these people, I mean the Instacart employees. They're tired. They say, we're not getting hand sanitizer. We're not getting protective equipment. We're being forced to work sick. So, folks like me, who are staying inside until the worst of this is over, I am not fucking around with this thing. Sorry not going to do it not for you or anybody and so what i've taken to doing lately is opening up the garage door and, and having the delivery person put the delivery just inside the garage door and then back away back away from the groceries and today i had on a a mask you know like the like a like a dust mask the kind you do sanding with so you don't get the dust all in you. And and I had a pair of uh, black nitrile gloves on. The last box I got from the Harbor Freight. And uh, congratulations, by the way, to Har- Harbor Freight. Not congratulations, but thank you for donating your supply of uh, gloves, protective gloves, to the medical community. That was a good move. And whatever masks, I'm sure, as well. And uh, there I was in the garage carefully decanting the groceries, debagging the groceries from the store bags and carefully putting them on a big old piece of construction paper and then carefully wiping them all down, every single one of them, the peanut butter and the bottle of ketchup and the bags of coffee and the cups of yogurt. All the while thinking to myself, what a fucking mess. What kind of shit is this? What did that motherfucker do to us? I'm just getting angrier and angrier. And by the way, by that motherfucker, I mean our potus. The number here 760 I call AV. You know, when Donald Trump first came down that elevator and then uh, referred to Mexicans as rapists and criminals, I remember thinking to myself, oh, God, the truck drivers are going to love this guy. Oh, yeah. I say this again and again, and it's not really a joke, but if you sent some truck drivers into uh, a driver's lounge, they're all closed now, by the way, and said, build us your perfect president, that's who they would come out with. They'd come out with this guy. And, uh, and I knew. I knew they're going to love this guy. They're going to love him. <sighs> because um, a lot of truck drivers, and not all of them, but a lot of them, they, they, they spend a lot of time alone. They were socially isolating way before we had to, right? Driving around in their trucks, usually alone. It's rare. It's rare. If uh, someone is driving and with a team member with with somebody else on the truck, as they say, now they're not doing it because of this thing. They're not going to do that, so they're driving around by themselves all the time. They're 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 constantly their own company, and I'm sure it's a it gets to be a drag. But they're used to it. But they they have a lot of time to to to, to, to listen to a lot of nonsense that comes at them over uh certain channels on the satellite radio they have a lot of time to listen to a lot of nonsense that comes at them over the CB radio it's a lot of paranoia and a lot of fear and a lot of rage about the changing face of America and you know America it's changing the old ways are dying dying off and I don't mean just because of this thing This virus here. No. I was in a video chat today with a professional organization talking about what happens next. How do we continue working through this thing? And what do we do now? And how do we collect unemployment? And in this video chat, there were a bunch of people who used the they and them gender pronouns. And we were even we were asked what gender pronouns we wanted to use before we joined the meeting, and there were gender fluid people in the video meeting, and there were people who were uh, yeah. I guess that's what you said. This, yeah, gender fluid, right? And I just thought, okay, things are changing. America's changing, and you know what? It, it's good. It's good that it's changing because the old America the one that's been in existence for i don't know 40 years now it's 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 kind of been sucky i'm sorry and uh and, and 1980 when ronald reagan that fake cowboy became president and started the process of uh, stripping the middle class essentially saying to the middle class, you can't have the American dream anymore. You can't have one person working and be able to go on vacation and pay your mortgage and buy a car, send your kids to college, screw that. There's, there's, there's a, there are new rules. And those rules said that if you didn't, If you weren't a shareholder, if you weren't in the investor class, if you weren't an executive, if you weren't born in the wealth, if you didn't have some kind of privilege to begin with, then good luck. We're cutting you loose. And the rise of globalization just meant, pardon me for mansplaining, by the way, I apologize. I'm sure you're out there rolling your eyes. I can hear them rolling if I listen real hard. By the way, Boris Johnson has coronavirus, so if you were looking for some good news, that might be it. Number here is 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AB. This is Aerial View on the com. Every Sunday, you can hear a uh, hound howl At 3 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by crash and party with Mark and Miriam at 5 p.m. This show replays on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. And in the middle, somewhere, it becomes a podcast. What the hell was I saying? Oh, yeah. So they decided, screw you. We don't need you anymore. We got this thing called globalization. And globalization means we don't need you to produce stuff for us anymore, manufacture stuff for us anymore. We don't need you to consume stuff anymore. We don't need you. Sorry. You know that agreement we made with you that we would keep you employed? We would keep you healthy? We would allow you to have a little slice of the American dream? If you worked hard enough, of course. That deal is over. And this is where it's brought us, ladies and gentlemen, with... with, the, the bodies mounting with New York City trying to figure out how to make a makeshift morgue turning the Jacob Javits Center into a ersatz hospital. It is horrifying and disgusting and worrying. And I say all that knowing that we have certain advantages that other people cannot avail themselves of at this time. Whether they're homeless, whether they don't have health coverage, whatever it might be. And so, screw you. We, we've cut you loose. Let's see. I can call Phil back, but I can't talk to you too long, Phil. i got to make a call. What's up? Yeah, Phil. Phil!
0: Chris, thanks for calling back.
1: Yeah. You know... It's the
0: talk show that calls you back.
1: Yeah, that should be my tagline. It's like uh, that guy from uh, Apex Tech. Now, remember, I can't call you. You have to call <laughs> us. Um, you know, when I saw you at the Star Tavern not that long ago... I was yeah. freaking the hell out because that was a coronavirus nightmare there. That was a COVID nineteen yeah. situation. Yeah. If I ever meet you again, Phil, it's gonna be in an open field and you're gonna stand <laughs> at least six feet away from me. That sounds good. All right. You know,
0: that that was one of the first questions I asked you. You walked in, you stood at the table, and and I and I, I think one of the first things I said was You nervous?
1: (laughs) Yeah, very funny. Hilarious, Phil. Hilarious. How are things in Portland? By the way, I can't talk to you that long. I got a call. I got to make a call. So Uh, how are things?
0: Good. Well, we're lucky. California is really bad. Washington is pretty darn bad. And Oregon is good Uh, Okay, comparatively. We're very lucky. We're sandwiched in the middle, but we're in good shape.
1: All right. Good to hear, man. Seattle, uh, Seattle pulling out of the dive yet? I don't know. All just, right. Know. Could you do me a favor? Really Could you drive there and check on them? Call no. me back? All no. right. Hey, I'll meet you there. Hey, Phil, I'm going to let you go. I got to make this other call, but I do appreciate the cool. Let me make this other call. See if this shit works the way it's supposed to. God, I'm so mad. Life on hold. Oh, that's a... Let's see if I can get him on the phone. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Buzzard.
0: Hey, how you doing?
1: All right, how are you? I know you oh, didn't... surviving. Surviving out there. Buzzard, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a truck driver I met years ago over the air on the satellite radio. And uh, he's the only one, I believe that's ever been to the house, and, uh, I had to tell Buzzard, as we were headed out to dinner one night, we were going to Maxwell's, I believe, for dinner with the missus, and, and as we were going out the door, Buzzard started talking about, uh, decapitation, and I said, hey, hey, the wife's right here, you know, let me calm down on the decapitation talk, and, um, but we, we've we been friends a long time, and and you know, Buzzard called me out of the blue this week, and it's funny, because I was thinking about Buzzard, I was going to call Buzzard, and then he called me, like we were on some kind of weird psychic wavelength or some shit. And it had the feeling, I remember getting off the phone with you, Buzzard, and I remember thinking, that had the feeling of like, in case I don't see you again. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks a lot. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean that in two in both directions, man. I, I, I listen. I think this is the time for people to call people and say, you know.
0: Well, I, I hadn't heard from you for a while. Like I told you when I called you, the wellness check. Make sure that you, use the wife, still okay.
1: Yes, buzzer did announce himself that way. He said he was doing a wellness check on us, and you know, I think we're okay. I think that we're like everybody else we're we're really nervous and we're really anxious and we're really wondering when there might be some return to even a semblance of normalcy you see what well, I mean well hopefully what's going on out on the road what are the truck drivers saying and, and i'm seeing all these articles now about thank you truckers you know the standard kind of things we see at times like this, I mean, I was on the air for 12 years thanking truckers every day saying you guys and girls, you men and women and you gender fluids have the the most difficult job there is. I mean, it's routinely in the top three of dangerous jobs and uh, and and drivers have shorter lives because the the lifestyle is fairly unhealthy. You're sitting most of the time eating bad food, and now drivers can't go to restaurants. They can't congregate like they used to. They're back to talking on the CB. What's the CB sound like? Well,
0: not a whole lot because, like, you know, the new generation drivers, they don't have a CB. You know, you got the old hands out. there still got the radios and stuff. We're talking a little bit and everything, but not a whole lot like it used to be. You know, the, the new generation, you know, they, they've got all the electronic, uh, cell phones and everything and stuff. So, you know, they don't have radios in their trucks, so you can't talk to them or find out what's going on with them.
1: So what are the olds saying, as the kids call them, on the CB?
0: Well, pretty much the same thing. I mean, like right now, we're actually kind of enjoying this a little bit to the fact that everybody's restricted, having to stay home and everything. So, you know, there's there's no traffic on the road. I mean, we go through major cities in a matter of minutes. We're going to take us hours. With
1: the this... backups and everything. <laughs> Thank uh, you for finding it for brightsiding this whole thing. Thank you.
0: Well, figured I mean, figured out a way to
1: bright-side this.
0: We're, we're we're actually looking forward to probably you know next year or the year after when uh, the CBSA, they put out all their uh, reports on you know traffic congestion and accidents and everything and stuff percentage of it, and uh, we're waiting to see what they come up with this because they're gonna you know you know it's gonna prove what we've been saying for years. You know, they've been screaming about all these accidents and everything, the trucks caused these accidents, the wrecks, the tie ups, and all of a sudden there's no four wheels out here for the last two weeks. You haven't seen any accidents. There are we've been saying for years, it's not the trucks caused the accidents, the congestion, it's the cars. And everybody says, Oh no, you just you know, you just saying that and every truck trucks so well now for the last two weeks, like I said, I mean your major cities, uh Chicago, Indianapolis, uh, Harrisburg, uh
1: New York, you
0: know, you know whereas you know, it used to take us hours to go through during rush hour. We're going through in a matter of minutes now.
1: And you know, right now, of course, truck drivers are crucial. They're they're always crucial. There, there's an, an expression that's overworked and overused, but I'll say it anyway. If you bought it, a truck brought it, and 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 I just talked to my brother Mark down in North Carolina. He works at the Costco. And he told me the other day they had these people so frantic for whatever the hell was inside of that container on that truck that they crowded around to the loading dock, and they were trying to get stuff right off of the truck. Oh and, yeah, and, yeah.
0: That's that's going on. That's going on at every uh, store and everything.
1: What 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 are, <laughs> what are the managers and the supervisors and the staff of the store doing? Are they trying to get people away from the from the back of the truck and say, please go in the store if you want to buy something.
0: Well, pretty much so, yeah. They're telling it's restricted area. And they can't be back there. So you, know, and you have to come in the front way. But that's still you know, it's still going to have a percentage of people trying to you know, come in through the docks and get stuff right off the tailgate that comes off the truck. God, I want to But, mess- I mean, that's, that, that's human nature. You can't stop that, I mean... You know, like, you know, like, you know, we talked the other day, like I told you the other day, my opinion, which I mean isn't is worth a whole bunch, it's just,
1: it's mine. Uh,
0: it's going to get a little worse before it gets better, I think.
1: How do you mean that? Well, you listen
0: to your news and uh, your TV broadcasts and everything and stuff. You know, they talk about how the food banks and everything are out there taking care of, you know, the first responders and the hospital people and everything, giving them, you know, food packages, boxes of, uh, food and everything keep them going and everything well that's great but you know they're forgetting one great uh group of people you know we've got society here that you know they're not mentioned to forget about and that, that's your homeless with the three people i mean these people you know live daily on the one meal a day they get from the soup kitchens and the uh homeless shelters and stuff and uh all this you know food they're giving out now to the you know hospital people and uh, the lower-income class people because they've been laid off or can't go to work, that's food that would normally go to those people. Now, sooner or later, they're going to get hungry enough. They're going to go looking for food. They're not going to wait for it anymore.
1: And so, what happens then? I mean, what's your plan?
0: Oh, me? I'm fine. I mean, you know, I'm I'm stowed up where I'm at and stuff. I mean, you know, they're they're not going to get into my place. I, I live in a very uh, secluded, secure areas up. And uh, I'm not worried about the old looters or people coming there trying to get into my house because they're going to get a very unwelcome
1: greeting. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is where it's headed. Oh, it's awful. Have you ever seen anything like this? Do you do you remember anything quite like this, Buzzard? You've seen a uh, lot. A little bit.
0: A lot, not as bad as this, but a little bit back in uh, back in the mid-50s, late 50s. When they had the polio epidemic,
1: oh, that's right—the polio epidemic. Yeah, I was thinking about polio just the other day. I was, yeah, thinking, well, you know, back, yeah, you know,
0: back then they had a lot of uh, you know restrictions on movements and contact and everything. Not not as bad as this, but you know, I mean, similar. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't restricted to where you had to worry about the stores, the food, and everything. But it was just personal contact with people.
1: Did you know anybody who had polio when you were growing uh, up? One of my sisters contacted it.
0: She she did. had a mild case. She had a mild case of it, but they got her into the hospital and got to take care of you know,
1: as she got through it. Okay, good. Wow. Well, you know that's true. It was the polio epidemic. I forgot about the polio epidemic. But um, you are uh, on a your Buzzard is a Native American driver. There's a lot of him out there. Uh, he has um, he has a nice place in Arizona there on a reservation and uh, he's going to hole up there when the shit really hits the fan. And I was trying to think after I spoke to you, like, what could I – I was going to self-invite. I was going to say, hey, how about we join you, Sweet T and I, if it gets really bad. And then I realized I have nothing – I've got nothing to offer. Um, what am I going to do? Tell some jokes and set up an internet radio station? <laughs> what am I going to do? Oh, buzzard.
0: Hey, you got to work your ass off make sure everything's secure. But like I told you the other day, you know, you'd have to change your attitude just a little bit, Chris.
1: What I mean, is I wrong with against... my attitude? What do
0: you mean? <laughs> well, I've got nothing against you. I've liked you for years and stuff. We've always got along. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, if it gets important, well, we have to stove up and pour it up down there and stuff. Uh, you know, Are you? If you, did come to, if you did come down, you'd have to take a watch shift. All on the right. wall or the gate.
1: Listen, if you're asking, can I help with the defense? <laughs> Come on, I'm ready to go. Put me well, in. Well, that,
0: that's well, that, that's something I'd have, that's something we'd have to discuss and have to to <laughs> Because I mean, you know, if you know, if, if you're standing at a gate post or a wall post or something, uh, you know, you got to have the attitude. Uh, you know, stop them right there. No diplomacy. No talking about it. It's like you know what? You don't belong here. Post the signs there. Uh, you passed the deadline, so guess what? You're dead.
1: Yeah. Turn around now. How's that?
0: <laughs> you know, so it's it, you know, it, it. There'd be no diplomacy. It'd be, it'd be a definite. You know, stop now and turn around. our don't worry about it because you're not going any further.
1: Now, would you wait until you see the whites of their eyes or just, uh, you know, open fire?
0: I'll wait till they cross the deadline. It's going to be thoroughly posted, man. Be sorry up there's stuff. Do not pass this line. You will be shot. There's your warning. Oh, is that?
1: Wait a minute. Is that why it's called the deadline? I never even thought about that. Damn. Uh, That's why it's yeah. called the deadline? Because if you go over that line, you're dead. All right. I get it now. Good. I thought it was just like, uh, okay. hey. Okay. You're going to hit the deadline or not? You know, but it's a, it's an actual thing. Cross this line. Well,
0: well, a great big four or five foot sign out there says, you pass this area, you will be shot. Hmm. Uh, how much more notice do you need?
1: Yeah. Well, I don't need much more notice than that. I mean, what if I, like, if I wanted to visit you, and you're holed up there with uh, Walter Two Horses and Slider, and I, um you know, wave a white flag, and I'm like, hey, I'm here to see Buzzard. Please don't shoot. Are you still going to shoot me? Well,
0: yeah, we still should have some kind of communication, I would say. Right. What if the the cell phone
1: service is out? What if there's no phone service? Oh, I know what. I'll have a CB radio with me.
0: Well, that would work because that's going to be a lot of communication out there then.
1: I got one of these ones that takes like 16 goddamn AA batteries and weighs a half a ton. (laughs) I'll bring that sucker Uh, with me.
0: Yeah, then comes to the point where we lose all the, you know, communication through the phones and everything and stuff. Let me show yeah, you. Know, you got a me... CB radio that gets out a half mile or mile. That, that'd be good enough. That'd be close enough if you didn't
1: contact. Well, let me see what it would, it would sound like. Hang on a second. Uh... Buzzer, you got your ears on. Buzzer, it's Chris T. You got your ears on? Buzzer, come back.
0: Yeah, got your 10 by 10, man. Who you got with you?
1: Sweet tea. I got sweet tea with me. I'm bringing the sweet tea.
0: Okay, affirmity. That's okay. Uh, you know, come up to the gate. We'll have somebody meet you at the gate, bring you
1: in. Permission to enter. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, you're welcome. Damn, I'm glad I didn't sell that handheld C B radio. I almost got rid of it. Last <laughs> time I had a garage sale, was seriously thinking like, What do I need this for? But there you go. Glad I kept it. Well I, you always think ahead.
0: You always <sighs> think ahead. Yeah, But, I mean, you know, I, you know, I'm hoping it doesn't get that bad, but, I mean, you know, you've got to look at the possibilities of it.
1: You mean full-scale, civil unrest? You're hoping it doesn't get that bad? Well, I'm hoping it does, I, because, I, um, I mean, you know, you're going to have a lot of gunfights. There's a lot of guns and ammo in this country. You're right.
0: Well, yeah, as I, know. I said... I the... guess, who's got a, guess who's got a good supply.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, I said to buzzer when we were talking on the phone the other day, I said, hey... Uh, you're Native American, so I can forgive you for being tribal because he is assembling his tribe, his end times tribe. The folks are going to be holed up with him in Arizona, making sure you suckers don't try to storm his compound and take his store of grain or whatever the hell he's got up there. I don't even yo, want to actually, ask
0: Actually, yo, You know, you know, you know, good group. You'll you know a good percentage of them because, I mean, I mean, unintensely un- un- at the time. I kind of created a mobile militia.
1: Yeah, I think I know the one you're talking about.
0: And it was very unintentionally.
1: Yes. It was an outgrowth of, I I mean, if it's the group I think you're talking about, it was formed around the fact that a lot of truck drivers also like uh, like to ride motorcycles because when they get out of the cab of the truck, they want to go on two wheels and not four because they can't stand four-wheelers. But you know they'll use a car, or a truck, if they have to. And by truck, I mean one of these goddamn awful SUVs that everyone seems to want to own these days, or the crew cab pickup truck with the tiny little bed that's lifted ten feet in the air.
0: Well, one of those. That that that's it. And there's a very strong bond behind you know between them, and uh, it's you know it's it's a decent sized group. I mean you know there's there's 35, 40 people that we can count on 24/7.
1: That is good to know that some people have your back. And, and I was going to ask you about that because, you know, truck drivers, there there's always a lot of camaraderie. There's always, I mean, I'm not going to say always, but it's been part of the profession. So are you missing that aspect of uh, being able to gather with your fellow drivers and shoot the breeze for a little while?
0: To a point, yeah, because, I mean, you know, you've got that six foot distance and stuff. You can't talk to anybody. You can't get close to anybody. Uh so to have a conversation, you know, you got to stand there and yell at each other, and then everybody out there is having their conversation. You know, listen to the whole conversation, you know. So you know, you've got no privacy,
1: none whatsoever. What about healthcare? I mean, what do you do if you get sick out there? Do you have alternatives to, you know, uh, do something if you start coughing, for instance?
0: You know, well, walter has been practicing medicine for years.
1: Uh, he he's sort of like a medicine man,
0: right? you know, he he's been practic- he's been practicing uh, native medicine for years
1: does he have you doing anything like preventative does he have you doing uh, any uh, like we're taking the elderberry syrup every day what kind of herbs is he uh, telling you to take or protect yourself with my I, I
0: don't know I've gotten in I haven't gotten into that conversation with him
1: I but, talked uh, to, I talked to my brother today my brother said I'm doing the Collodial silver and uh I told him about the elderberry syrup, and he said, "Oh yeah, that sounds good. I'd I'd try that." He's doing this yeah. thing, this oregano spray. He's spraying this oregano thing in his throat. He said he makes sure to drink a lot of water so his throat never gets dry. Because that's apparently, yeah, you know,
0: you know, a lot of hydration is good. A lot, you know, a lot of hydration is good. Keeps your body hydrated. And stuff. But you, know, as far as the herbal medicine and everything, I'm not totally positive on uh, the. Like I said, you know, Walter's got a better grasp on that than I do stuff. And uh, if he comes up with something or hears about something, he'll let the rest of us know, and, you know, we'll definitely jump on it.
1: Well, okay, then let's talk about you for a minute. Because uh, you, every time I talk to you, you say you're getting, you know, this may be the year that you retire. So do you think this kind of thing would would have you retiring? Maybe after this, you'll be like, hell, this, you know, screw this. I'm going to stay home for a while. Or... You you're gonna continue working for a few more years.
0: Well, unless the economy totally goes the tanks out and everybody becomes unemployed, you know, retire. You know, there's no retirement in my future anymore. I don't have a I don't have a chance to hell of retirement.
1: You mean if the economy takes a giant shit, then you can't retire?
0: Well, I can't retire now.
1: You can't retire now.
0: Yeah, you know, if the economy took a total dump on it. I'm not gonna worry about retirement. Then it's just holding on to what you got. It's like who's got most done wins.
1: <laughs> oh God! Well, you know they did pass well, this two trillion dollar relief package today. Uh, will there be any relief in it for you? Is there any relief? I don't know. They're you know they're they're, they're saying uh,
0: they're saying for couples they're supposed to get. You know, if you made feet, dollars or less, you're supposed to give, I think, $2,400 to the couple to help tide you over for a little bit. Well, that'll help. But, you know, like I said, you know, you still got your daily bills, your monthly bills, and everything else. Uh, like I said, retirement for me, you know, I was going to retire this year. That that idea got knocked into the dirt last year with that 500-year flood in Nebraska, as you know, we talked about. I got wiped out.
1: Yeah, that's true. You went through a 500-year flood. Oh, my God. I forgot you know, about I kind of forgot about that with everything that's going on. Yeah, Forgive me.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I, you know, I lost everything I had. I mean, you know, we got out of there with the clothes on our back, and at our age, we're having to start totally all over. So, I mean, I got a brand-new house I'm paying for now. Like, you know what? My wife says, like, well... What if we can't make a payment sometime? I looked at her I told her, I said, don't worry about the house, payments. She's worried you mean? I said, we're going to be dead when we pay this damn thing off, man.
1: <laughs> well, listen, if the bank comes to talk to you about your house, you know, just tell them to go screw because that's, I mean, look, I tried to renegotiate my interest rate the other day. I called up the bank because I read this article that said, if you got really good credit and you've been paying your mortgage over, for more than five or 10 or however many years call up your bank and see if they'll work with you and uh to lower your interest rate and and what do you think what do you think happened they laughed at you they laughed at me that's true they laughed and laughed and i, I didn't think they were gonna stop laughing <laughs>
0: Well, oh. yeah, I mean you gotta look at for their point to you know, take somebody that they been paying their bills on time for as many years as you have, and go call them ask to spend less money, they're gonna laugh at you. They're gonna give it, that to the people that pay the bills. Right. You're paying them so you they gonna give you no break. They want your money on time. Oh, that's where so I went wrong. Prove,
1: that's where I went wrong. You know, paying my bills on time. Oh crap. Yeah,
0: you got you got a proven record of paying your bills. So I mean, you know they're not going to catch you a break. And like I said, if the bank's going to come down to my place, uh, you know, the way that's normally done is they contact the local sheriff, set the sheriff down to evict you. I'm not too much worried about that because where I'm at, the sheriff's going to have a whole, if it gets to that point, the sheriff's going to be pretty busy with a whole lot of other things and worried about coming to my place and telling me I got to get out of my house.
1: And, uh, yeah, that, it's always good. Do you, do you know the sheriff? Do you have a personal uh, relationship with the sheriff, by the way? Or do you steer clear of the not sheriff? Yet. Not, not yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe you will. Maybe you will.
0: Well, yeah. but well, you know, if, you know, you got to remember, I'm down in the border area. So if it gets to that point, sheriff's going to be pretty much tied up, you know, down at the border, keeping all them other people on the other side of the border, not worrying about whether I'm in my house or not.
1: How far from the border are you?
0: 70, 80 miles.
1: Oh, that's, oh, geez. I could be there in less than an hour the way I drive. Right,
0: <laughs> be less. What, than, what, oh, what, at the border? At the border of my house. <laughs>
1: uh, at the at the, well, I from from your house to the border. It would take me less than an hour. Is all I'm saying. That's all. Well, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's not. It's it's not that far.
1: Yeah. Wow, buzzer. And you know, it's...
0: And, 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 but, you know there, there's you know you there, there's there's uh, some Remindings of the whole thing too if you did come out.
1: Hmm. What well yeah, that? you
0: would you ended up doing something I've been trying to get trying to get you to do for your ten years.
1: Which is uh, do a vision learn quest how, with Peyote. Learn how to ride bikes. Oh, damn, I was wrong. All right. Well, we could do that. And I have a lot of time on my hands, Buzzard nowadays. Well,
0: you know well, you know, they're mobile, they're economical, and uh they're hard to they're hard to track.
1: You know, I worry about the shifting. I worry if I could get the shifting part down. You know, do they have any automatic motorcycles? <laughs> yeah,
0: they, they, they do, but I they're mean... Not you know, they're not worth a damn. On, I they're, know. They're, they're usually on trikes, and that cuts down your mobility with a trike.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. I don't want a trike because hey, yo, I want to be able yo, to yo, split you mean, lanes. Yo,
0: You've you never driven a standard car?
1: Uh, I have, yeah, many years ago. Many, many years ago. No it's problem. been years. But I, I, you no know,
0: problem.
1: I know. A little
0: practice that comes right back.
1: All right. Thank you, Buzzard. Listen, I'm going to say goodbye, man. It's always good to talk to you. Stay safe out there, please.
0: And, hey, you be uh, safe too, man.
1: Yeah, it's good to talk to you, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll talk again. You
0: know, you know, good to talk to you all the time. Talk to you later. Bye.
1: Yeah, take care. There goes Buzzard. Why does it got to make that noise? What is wrong with you? Ay, ay, ay. Another aerial view almost completely in the can. There's a few minutes left, but what is there left to say, really? Except don't die. Please don't die. It's very important right now that you not die, because we're going to need your vote in November. And I'm going to need you to go to the polls, if the polls are open and we're able to congregate, and hold your nose and vote for Joe, if he's the nominee. Although, I don't know, after all this crap that's been happening over the last two weeks, people, I guarantee you, were thinking... That Bernie Sanders is not so crazy after all with his free health care and sick pay and a decent wage. Maybe they're giving that socialism, that democratic socialism, a whole new look. Maybe Ah, you can find this show wherever you get podcasts at uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Play. And on Spotify and Stitcher and a whole bunch of other places. I do appreciate you listening and thank you so much for being on this journey to hell with me. If you want to find me, Facebook.com slash call aerial view. And on thehoundnyc.com, don't forget every Sunday, 3 p.m., a hound howl, followed by Crashing the Party with Mark and Miriam. doo chop shop of the air. I'm going to send this one out to the Italian people who have suffered so mightily. La voglia di amare Mi scopia nel cuore Solissimo